Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Scale a Business podcast. My name is Hector Santhia Esteban, and I am one of your hosts, and we are here with another amazing guest, Laili Saragiani. She's a change management expert. She's an executive leadership coach and someone who's going to help us get all of our ducks in a row, hopefully, because I find that as a business owner, there are so many things that we can do. It's probably more than half the battle is deciding what to do, when to do it, and what priority, and then to actually make it happen. And so hopefully, Laili, you can shed some insights on how we might think about that. But nonetheless, welcome to the show, and thanks for spending some time with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited, and hopefully I can help your audience. Yeah, give us some insight and background on how you got into you know, your field and how you got into what you're doing, and then tell us a little bit about what you do now as well. Sure. So I would say about 10 years ago or so, I started working for a government job where I helped with family childcare businesses and running their business and learning marketing. And it's very hard to do that because family childcare providers are very different than childcare centers, especially because at the time I was in Irvine, California, there's about maybe 90 to 100 family childcare providers. So you can already tell some are going to survive and some are not. And I fell in love with business. And so that triggered me to go into getting my MBA and I obtained it in Kelsey Fullerton, loved it and started working for a financial company as a corporate vice president, got to move around Pacific Zone quite a bit and go to different offices, improve them, make them better. And from there, I fell in love with change management. And so I pursued my doctorate of education and organizational leadership. So I'll be graduating in May 2023 and got my ProSci certification, which is a change management term for your audience. If they are not fully aware of what that is, I would really recommend to look into that. It's ProSci, very good certification to have. It inspired me to open my own business, started doing some of the W-2s and 1099 contracts, fell in love with it. And now I'm actually working permanently for a large healthcare company. And at the same time, I'm still pursuing my business on the side, doing things that I love, coaching, strategic planning, change management, whatever the client would need. That's what I will do. I love this idea of change management. And I think it's so important because it's one thing to do the same thing. I think that's level one is being able to do the same thing, getting yourself to do it. But then when things either go wrong or when you realize that we need to improve something, it throws a lot of wrenches in the system. And I think that the transitionary period or actually implementing or effecting some of these changes, a lot of these businesses, they get lost because they can execute 1.0, but getting from 1.0 to 2.0 screws everything up. So when you go in and you're looking at how a business is going and they want to make a change or they've said there are things that we need to change, what are some of the things that you're looking at or what are some of the things that they're doing wrong that maybe people might not even realize is a problem? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, the first piece I would tell you, and I observe it right away with any team, is their communication together. Internally, are they talking to each other? Because most of the time when I have entered a business and I do my first observation, it's either the executives are not talking to their mid-level managers or their mid-level managers are not communicating well with their frontline and vice versa. So that's the first piece that I see, no matter how small or big a firm is, the communication gets lost. And then the second piece is, are there systems and processes in place, right? For smaller business owners, they think they don't need it because we're small. We don't want to grow. We don't want to expand. But that's actually when you need it the most 
because you need to make sure that there is a system and structure in place for you to be able to succeed and rely on. You want to go to your manual and feel like you can survive. And so those are the two pieces that I look for. Is there direction and are they communicating together? Yeah, it's really interesting that you talk about this communication thing, because I think it's perhaps natural for them to, or maybe it's just natural for me, to only talk to the people that you need to, right, on a need-to-talk-to basis, and especially in a virtual world, that gets a little bit lost. And then if those systems are not in place to, I don't want to say create or force those interactions, right, to cultivate those interactions, then it's not going to happen on accident. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about is really structuring these things so that your people are communicating, that they are developing relationships, that there is some sort of resonance with the team. Yes, absolutely. I was actually a few months ago talking to a colleague of mine that happens to be in a very successful business that has to do with the behavioral therapy, clinical psychology aspect, and they've attracted so many clients themselves. But what was so interesting hearing her observation with her team was everybody was doing their own thing in terms of communication. So when changes would happen, no one would bother to communicate that change effectively. And when they did, it was like the goal live date has already happened. And they were communicating it to the leadership, hoping that it would just trickle down to their people. And, you know, things like that, as you're expanding, or honestly, whatever size you are, it becomes more and more important that you have that structure of communication. Have you seen instances, and I'm just trying to think of train wreck examples, because unfortunately, those are the ones that stand out the most. But can you think of any examples where it really went awry from times where there weren't communication or they didn't have systems? Unfortunately, I think horror stories stick with us a little more sometimes than success stories. Is there anything that comes up? So many, so many examples. Um, And of course, you know, with my clients and companies that I work with, I say that with love and kindness, because You don't know it's going to happen until it happens, right? One specific example that I can give you is coming into help a team transition to another department and working with the old team and their operation and bringing some of that system on board and realizing that we couldn't because there was so much information that was not written And what was even more interesting to me is that the executives that were leading that team, they weren't talking to each other. And so this person knew A, B, and C. This person knew one, two, three. And it was like connecting the dots. And we had a very tight deadline for this team to transition to the new team. And we felt that pressure all the way through. And part of me thought it would have been amazing because this team was with this old team for four to five years. If the leadership had just focused more into the communication and the systems, then that transition would have easily been something that wouldn't have taken us forever to build, let alone with the tight deadline. We would have been much faster in understanding what was going on so that we can transition the team a little bit better. Yeah, I'm hearing some of the listeners say, yeah, but... Lately, we're not there yet. Our business isn't that big. We've only got a small team. We're not there yet. What do you say to those people who kind of feel like it's too soon to start or like they don't need to be systemizing their business or writing some of this stuff down? 
Yeah. And I've actually worked with many individuals that have been like this. One specific one, I remember two owners, one wanted to expand the business and one didn't. He liked one location while the co-owner wanted to expand it to like 40 locations and they separated. And the one person who owned that business, that one location was hitting a lot of blocks because once that separation had happened and the clientele was separated, he couldn't keep up with the business. And so my answer to that is you don't know what the future is going to bring to you. You don't know what your plan is going to look like and what your goals are going to look like. And so the more prepared you are, kind of like the pandemic, right? We went into it thinking, like, we'll, we'll never have a pandemic. This is never going to happen. And for those of us who felt that way, we saw the repercussion of our actions. And for those of us who were much more prepared, we were able to adjust better, go through the change better, and funny enough, learn so much more about ourselves in that process. And so I would say the more prepared you are for the future, the better you're going to do no matter what size of business you have. Yeah, this is a really good point. I want to get into the tactics and I want to hear about some of the how-tos. Is there any other big reasons or selling points or maybe even it's not so obvious reasons to start thinking about your business this way? Maybe just a little bit more to push someone over the edge to think that this is something that's important for them. Yeah. Going back 10 years ago, when I worked with family childcare providers, they were only one person running the business. For them, it didn't matter so much if they were expanding and growing and there was any type of process that they had in place. And then they would get a visit from licensing <laughs> and get all of those questions. Do you have this? What's your budget look like? Can you give me a report on so-and-so? And if they were not prepared, they would get lost in it. And so my answer would be, you again, you don't know what will come to you. The more prepared you are, the better. And then the second piece to that is you want to grow and develop as a leader and a business owner. So that's the biggest piece for me that I've taken. Otherwise, I don't think I would have ever pursued a doctorate of education because who needs it? Who needs it, right? But for my clientele, for anyone in the future that I'm going to help, yes, I'm one person, but what I will bring to the table matters greatly. I remember telling some of the business owners, again, childcare based, because they were the smallest business owners I've ever worked with. They always ask me, like, why do I need to get more education and development in childcare? I've done this for 20 years. And my answer was, you see doctors going to conferences all the time and updating what they know. Why is that so different from what you need to know? Because business is changing, it's evolving, our technology is changing. And as someone who is a leader and a business owner, you need to continue to grow with the modern time and what we need to do for our clientele. I really think that the importance of growing as a leader, if everything is in your head, you can't lead that. There's no way that you can grow that outside of yourself. So Laylee, this has been a really eye-opening conversation. When we get back from break, I want to ask you some of the how-tos or where do we start? Or if we've got a little momentum, where can we go and how can we really get the ball going? We're going to get into that right after this quick break. Hey guys, thanks for listening today. Today's episode is brought to you by Amplify Media, and we are a podcast production company, and our mission is to help get your mission out there. And so if you have a mission, a message, a passion, a purpose that you want to bring to the world, but don't have the time or the tech skills to do it, we can help. Go to amplifymedia.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y media.com. You can also check the show notes for all the info, and we might be able to help. Okay, Laylee, we've been talking this whole episode, and... If people aren't scared, they should be, because I am. I'm like, oh, shoot, 
and not scared, but I think there should be a increased level of urgency, right? In the sense of you could put this off forever. It's one of those things that you could put off and it's always going to be too late, right? It's always going to be too long to put off. So where do we get started? Is there a place to start? How does someone approach the first steps of that? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm probably going to sound like a cookie cutter person because of my background in organizational leadership, but it really starts within the leader, really focusing on what is it that I'm trying to do. And a lot of business owners, what I'm learning is that they don't ask that of themselves. I remember pitching this type of idea to a very mid-sized to almost going to be large research company and telling them that you need to come back and think about your mission, your strategic objectives, what is it that you want to accomplish for this year? And both of them were non-US uh, individuals. So was saying things like that. And they told me straight off the bat, like, you're so American <laughs> for, for telling us that we need to have like mission statements and strategic objectives. And, you know, funny enough, I stick by that still. And that was about 12, 13 years ago when I recommended that to them. And now I'm a professor and I teach strategic management as well as organizational behavior. And I tell my students in every single class, every single class that I have with them, that you need to, as a leader, think about what messages you're giving to your people, whether it's your market, your audience, your employees, your mid-level managers, you need to understand what it is that you're putting out there for people. And so to me, the first step is always to look within yourself and understand what is it that you're trying to do for the community? What's your business all about? And from there, start to narrow your market. Of course, not too narrow, but not narrow your market enough to know what audience you want to help and assist with. And what does that look like? Is it product? Is it a service? And really jot down what that process is going to be from an operational standpoint, and also what that process is going to be for you as a leader when you bring in people, or if it's just you and yourself, what are some ways that you can make this easier for you in order to conduct your business and go from there? Yeah, I think so many people, I know this happened for me, is that we started something and it was like, oh, it's starting to work and now I'm really busy, so now I need some help and now we're busier, so I need more help. And it just we keep getting more busier. <laughs> and I think that's what you're talking about is taking yourself up so that you can, like you said at the beginning, so that you can lead is really what we're talking about. Yeah. And that part becomes more and more important, especially in today's world. The trendiest word I've heard so far is transformational, 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 right? And it's because as business owners and leaders, managing, not that it doesn't work, but you need to give more than that to your people. You need to give more than that to your clientele. They are looking for someone with a personality rather than someone who does transactions all day. And that's why you got to pull yourself out, look at what you're doing and really start to strategize better so that you're more successful. What I think is interesting that you're touching on is that, and we've talked about it on previous conversations, but it hasn't crystallized like this. We can't just get people to baseline. We can't just help people maintain anymore because in a world like today where maintaining is not keeping up, that's actually not going to be enough even just to keep up with the grocery bills and stuff that as they're climbing. And growth is not really an option anymore or providing that ability for our people to grow is not really an option anymore. You preach it. I love it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you said it. You said it. <laughs> 
You said it first. So, okay, so we've got our why. I really like Simon Sinek books. You start with why. That was something that was really foundational earlier for me. And that's kind of what you're talking about is, okay, do we have our North Star? Do we have our direction? What can someone take and they go say, okay, I've written this down. Now I want to go into my business. And what are the next steps? I think the next step is start to think creatively. Stop limiting yourself with, I need to create a business plan. This is what it looks like. I'm going to grab a template. And, you know, now that you're starting to think about what it is you want to envision, go outside of the box. It doesn't have to be in a business plan if it makes sense for you. And I'm not joking. If you want to put a video together where that makes you happy or you want to create a recording of what your business plan is or who you want to reach out to, make it fun for yourself. Because the more you tap into your creativity, the more it's going to come out of you for your business. So don't think of the traditional routes. That's what I hated when I started my own thing. It's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to tackle strategic management and change management this way. And so the way I did it is I love OneNote and I created different strategic ways that I was going to handle my business. I looked for partnership in my business. If this grows, I want to have someone who's very good at network and socializing right by my side, who's good at that piece because not that I'm not, but he's just a lot better at it than I am. And so these are the creative processes rather than just traditionally, this is what's done and this is what's expected of me. Get out of that box start to explore different ways that you can creatively make your business happen. And one thing that I think you're perhaps hinting around, and maybe it's a little more explicit when you work with people, is that the articulation or the expression or the drawing or the writing, like getting it out of your brain and somewhere else is so valuable. I love that. The power of manifestation. I'm telling you it works. I was joking around with a friend of mine yesterday. I put something on my calendar that I was meant to do with this person. We were supposed to go on a coffee day to talk about businesses and growing and all that. And I kid you not, Hector, the moment I wrote that on my calendar, she called me in two seconds. And I told her, I said, manifestation is so powerful that even if I write something on paper, it comes through within two seconds. And so I think you touched on a very good point. What you put on paper does come true. I strongly believe that. Yes, I'm right there with you. But even for those who are not of that mind, the ability to see something from a different perspective to put it out, that alone should be enough. And if the universe gets behind you and gives you a little nod and helps you out, then absolutely. Is there anything else, Lily? I know we've just scratched the surface and there's no way that we can get into everything in these episodes, but is there anything else that's worth mentioning based on what we talked about today? I think most of the things that I talked about, and I'm pulling ProSci in there because I'm a change manager, so I can't help it. ProSci has a wonderful model called ADCAR, and it stands for Awareness, Desire, Knowledge, Ability, and Reinforcement. And so everything that we just talked about has to do with the awareness phase, coming and pulling back, understanding what it is that you want to change or you want to tweak, and building that awareness, whether it's within yourself or within your people. So most of the things that we talked about just has to do with that initial stage of how to get started, or if you want to step back, how do you step back and how do you make those changes happen? You saved that for the last little bit here. (laughs) Can you go through that? So it was awareness, desire, and then what were the last three? Sure. Awareness, desire, knowledge, ability, and reinforcement. Yeah. I think whether it's in our employees and our clients and ourselves, it's a great framework that I have not heard of before that I think, man, that's great stuff. Okay. 
Glad you saved that to the end. <laughs> we have people right now who are going and they're Googling as we speak. Lately, if people want to go deeper or kind of get into your world or work with you, where's the best place to go and follow up? They can actually find me on LinkedIn. I'm very easy to find. My name is very unique, Laili Sedigiani, and uh, message me and we can go from there. Cool. Laili, thank you so much for this. My last question for you is, in your opinion, what is the secret to growing or scaling a business? Oh my gosh. Do you have like three hours <laughs> to spare? <laughs> I saved a few more minutes here at the end. So I had a feeling. You know, it's since you really enjoyed the change model piece, I'm going to go and refer right back into the ACAR model and say, if you can't figure out how to go about things, look at that ACAR model and see how you can implement that into your business. And that's going to actually help you creatively as well. At least you have a system for a way to think. So step one, understanding what's going on, being awareness, building that desire, finding ways that you can train. Do you need some aspects of development within yourself or within your people? And then put it into action, which is the ability phase. And then reinforcement. Do you need some more attention with yourself or with your people? Did the message stick? Do you know what you want to do? And maybe apply that to your business model. Yeah. And that reinforcement part is so important because I'm thinking, okay, yeah, great. You know, that's why I do that. But then it doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, throw it out. Try something else. When that reinforcement is, okay, what did we learn? Let's get some feedback. Let's try it again. You know, let's do the little, yeah, so great. Laylee, thank you so much for this. I appreciate all of the value that you've shared today. Guys, we appreciate you sticking with us. If you guys gain any value out of today, we would appreciate and be forever grateful for a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. If there is someone that you know that is in the midst of growing or scaling their business or someone who's thinking about starting their business, please send them this episode. And I'd encourage you to at least take one thing. I know there was a notebook of information on today's episode, but take one thing, implement it, execute it. Let us know how it goes. We want to hear about your successes. And thanks again for being with us today. We'll see you on the next one. Later, y'all.